Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the book of Proverbs in chapter number one. The book of Proverbs in chapter number one. The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom and we need wisdom. We need wisdom in how to live our daily life. We need wisdom in how to how to work in our daily life, how to seek after God, things to avoid, things to look for. The book of Proverbs guides us into all of these things, including gives us warnings about fools. We've already started, uh, yes, last week, talking about the five types of fools, and we explained the first fool. Now, as we talk about fools, we're going to go into the second fool in this spiritual digression. If you wouldn't mind, look with me in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 1 and verse number 7. The book of Proverbs, chapter 1 and verse 7, the Bible says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And once again, we're going to be talking about the five types of fools today. Let's pray if you don't mind. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for you being a wonderful God a God who's worthy to be worshipped and worthy to be served. And as I come up to you now, Lord, I need you. I can sense a spiritual oppression, a spiritual fight. Lord, I can tell that you want to use this in a special way. And I don't want to be a hindrance. I don't want to be in the way at all. So the best I know how, I surrender myself to you. And I beg that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm asking, Lord, that you would get eternal dividends from this today. That you would get every heart and every mind on you. That you would let me be as clear as possible. You let me be as biblical as possible. That you would let this be as much of a help as possible. I'm asking that you would give a spiritual alertness, a spiritual wakefulness. I understand these people have worked hard. Some of them have night shifts. Some of them have had a busy day. Some of them have exciting days. But Lord, I'm asking now that you would set it aside. And that you would give them the discernment they need, the spiritualness they need as we go through this now. Lord, you be here among our midst. Fill this whole place with your presence. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. The five types of fools. In the Hebrew language, there are five different words that are translated into our English word fool. Last week we explained the simple fool. And the simple fool is basically a naive type person. They just lack discernment. They don't have the farsight. They're not bad people or evil people, but they find themselves in trouble all the time because someone else gets them in trouble. I dare you to do this. I go ahead and do this. And, And things that they normally wouldn't do, they just do without thinking the consequences of. And again, they're not mean, they're not evil, they're not bad. They just find themselves, because of their being naive, because they lack discernment, 
finding themselves in situations and trouble they didn't intend to get into. And we explained last week pretty uh, emphatically that the way to, that they learn uh, to stay away from fooldom is to realize there's consequences from their action. That constant discipline is what's needed to stop them from progressing to a further fool. Now, if discipline is not applied, they'll slip into a second type of fool, which we call the silly fool. The silly fool. And once again, it will continually go to a spiritual digression. From the silly fool, it will go to the sensual fool. Then it will go to the scorning fool. And then it will go into the steadfast fool, which is the last of them. Now, let's define our terms. A fool is someone who does not follow the wisdom of the Lord. Remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. That was the verse we had started off with. A fool is someone who does not follow the instruction, the wisdom that God has. Now, distinguishing between these fools will help us to know when to counsel and the type of counseling that they should receive. And the different degrees of fools that they have, it is a spiritual digression. They will go worse and worse and worse. And they need to be stopped before they go too far. We explained last week the silly fool. That constant discipline, constant correction will stop them from becoming further fools. Someone who progresses into worse fooldom is because they did not receive the correction they needed. When they need it, consistently as they need it. This week we're going to be talking about the second type of fool... The silly fool. The silly fool. So let's talk about this silly fool. The silly fool, the Hebrew word is evel. It's one who morally missed the mark. His rejection of parental authority, now this is important, it starts at the home. The fool rejects the authority of the parent at home and it caused him to violate his moral purity. And sometimes this is because of curiosity, but he violates his moral purity. Now, this isn't always in sexual in nature, but remember, we have a moral compass. And someone who is this type of fool violates the moral compass that they have. Now, this word literally means to be thick, like thick-headed or stupid. And we'll describe this. You'll see this as we go on. But that's what the word literally means. They're thick-headed. They're stubborn. It carries the idea of being insolent or twisted. Their thinking is twisted from what should they should be thinking. Now, notice, if you wouldn't mind, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21. Proverbs 10, 21, it says this, The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for the want of wisdom. This word fool is this uh, silly fool. It is the fools die for the want of wisdom. Basically, they lack wisdom. They don't have the wisdom. They don't have the instruction. In fact, the key verse for this specific fool is found in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 22. Proverbs 7, 22, it says this. He goeth out of her, uh, after her straightway. It's talking about this, uh, this woman, by the way, strange woman. As an ox goeth to the slaughter, or a fool 
to the correction of the stocks. Once again, it's describing this type of fool and it's saying, you know where everyone knows where this fool is headed? This fool is headed to the stocks. We don't have stocks today, but you remember what the old-fashioned stocks were where they would put someone's head down and uh, uh, display them before the town uh, before the town and basically they're saying this is a fool this is someone who did foolish we're not putting him in prison he's just he was foolish and we're letting the whole town see him as a fool so that way he could say you know what I need to change my behavior maybe I shouldn't do whatever got me in this position anymore but a fool is someone you can look at and you could say I know where he is headed now this silly fool reacts to wisdom and instruction and disregards it. Now, this is very important. The silly fool reacts to instruction and wisdom and disregards it. Now, remember the first fool we talked about, simple. He didn't disregard instruction. He just kind of just didn't think about what he was doing. It's kind of like a child that you have. Why'd you do that? I don't know. And to be honest, sometimes they don't. They just did it. They didn't think about it. But this type of fool, a silly fool, knew what he was doing. He heard them say, don't do that. And he did it anyways. And there's a reason why he did it anyways. We'll get into that in a second. Notice Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7 where we had started from. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So this type of fool, they are told what's right. They're told what not to do, but they do it anyways. Now, they're not necessarily evil. They're not necessarily bad. The problem is, is that this fool believes he's right in the way he's thinking. This type of fool believes he is right. This is why he disregards instruction. Someone says, you know what? You need to do it this way. No, my way is better. This type of fool, you can't tell him what to do because he already thinks he knows what's right. He has an attitude, a superiority about him that you're stupid because you're trying to instruct him where it is him who instruction. He thinks He is right. By the way, when I say he, I mean mankind. It could be a she as well. But he thinks he's right. He knows better. I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me what to do. I know you told me to do it this way, but my way, I know that this is better. I told you, I know you told me not to do that, but it's all right. You see, where this starts off with was with the simple fool. When the simple fool does something foolish and he doesn't get consequences for it, what happens is that the silly fool, as he progresses, say, you know what? When I did this before, I didn't get in trouble for it. So the way I do things must not be so bad. I must know what I'm doing. You see, the secret ingredient that has been added is pride. They think they are right. By the way, this type of fool is very prominent in teenagers or preteens. If they're not corrected as small children and what happens, they'll progress and they'll get an attitude, get a desire, get a thing that they are right and you as the parent know nothing. They reject the parental authority. This is bad. This is very bad. 
I, I know today's culture, they think it's cute. They think it's, wow, look at this. It is not. There is no excuse for anyone who is not a teenager, under a teenager, to ever disobey their folks, to ever treat them disrespectfully. You just don't have enough life on earth <laughs> to, to say, I know better than my parents. Teenagers really don't have much of excuse either, though we understand they're growing to a thing of independence where they need to think for themselves and have consequences for their actions. But this type of silly fool believes he is right. He's always believes he's right. And, and they have different ways of attitude. There's some people who are quiet that you tell them what to do and they just kind of stare at you and they won't say anything, but you can almost see in their eyes that that they've just, they haven't heard a thing you said. They're, they're not planning on obeying you anytime soon. They, they, you could see it in their eyes. There are some who are more vocal about it and they almost want to argue and say, no, 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 no. I know I, my way's right. So we understand there's different ways of vocalizing it, but this type of fool, regardless, they have an idea that they are right. Notice what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 15. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearketh unto counsel is wise. Notice this, the Bible gives this but here, this conjunction here, to show the opposite. You know what a wise person does? He listens to counsel. No matter where it's from, he listens to counsel and he tries to better himself. But the fool, he's right in his own eyes. You can't tell him what to do because he's already decided what's right you could ask him you could beg with him you could plead with him and it's not going to work notice if you wouldn't mind let's define it a little bit more it's useless to argue with the silly fool because the only way he'll learn is by discipline and punishment what does this mean that he has to see there's consequences for his actions why? Because he already thinks he's right. It started with a simple fool who was not corrected when he was supposed to be. And what happened is that because he wasn't corrected, he never learned there was consequences. So now pride has gone into the mix. Hey, I did it before and I didn't get in trouble. So, hey, I did it before and there was nothing bad that happened. I'm going to do it again. Pride has now gotten to the mix and he has now decided he is right in his own eyes. Notice, if you wouldn't mind, what the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 9. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 9, it says, A wise man contendeth, that has the idea of fighting, of striving, a wise man contendeth with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. What does this mean? A wise man can go to a foolish person and say, listen, don't do this. And what's going to happen whether the reaction is the fool gets mad or the fool laughs, there's not going to be any peace. There's no rest. That we've, sometimes a foolish person, you'll tell them, hey, you need to do this. And they'll get mad at you. How dare you tell me what to do? I know what I'm doing. Sometimes they'll laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, right. But whatever the reaction is, there's not going to be any rest because the foolish person's going to do what they want to anyways and it's going to go against the grain and there's not going to be any peace in a home. Remember, a lot of this is starting in the home. 
What's happened is the fool has decided he believes what's right. It doesn't matter if you've asked him to do homework. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I'll get it done. That's an idea of the rebuking authority. You may say, hey, why don't you sing in church? And they just look at you and they have no plans of doing it. That's a fool. They don't understand that sometimes we're trying to help them. You know, as parents, that's what we're trying to do with the kids. We're trying to help them. Hey, do your homework. I don't understand why I have to do homework. You may not understand, but do it anyways. One day you will understand. We're teaching you something. We're teaching you character. We're teaching you ethics. We're teaching you morality. Don't. Yes, we have a bedtime for you. I don't understand why Susie over there doesn't get to go to bed till 11 o'clock at night. I don't understand why I have to go to bed at 830 Because I told you to, there's a reason for it. We're trying to teach you wisdom. There is something for it. You see, a fool has already decided what's right. They've decided in their mind. And what's happening, there is no peace in the home because they're rejecting the authority. And what, what needs to happen to this fool? They have to see there's consequences for their action or it's going to get worse. Notice as it goes on. When things go wrong with this type of fool, he becomes angry and more damage is done. Now remember, pride's involved. So he rejects what he's supposed to do. Someone tells him, you need to do this. No, 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 I'll do it this way. And when his way doesn't work out, when uh, when it fails, when it breaks something, when someone else gets hurt, they get mad because their way didn't work. It's all about pride now. It has now stepped into there. And remember, there's different ways that people show anger. Some people show it by yelling. Some people show it with their face. If you're happy and you know it, your face will surely show it. Some people will do it with their actions. They may mm, stomp off. And, but they'll, they're angry because they did not get their way. Their way should have worked. Their way should have been best. Don't you understand? My way is right. And they get angry because their way didn't work out. This is a silly fool. This is a silly fool. Notice what the Bible says. Now, I'm trying to make it important that not only am I giving you the statements, but I'm showing you what the Bible says so you know I'm not making it up. It says in Proverbs 27 verse 3, A stone is heavy and the sand weighty. But a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. You know, when a fool gets angry because he didn't get his way, it could put a big load on someone. It could put a heavy load on them. Whether it's a pastor, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a a parent. When someone disregards that authority and, and they said, I know my own way, You know what happens? That authority is so brokenhearted because we can see what's going to happen to them. We can see where they're going. You've heard before by other pastors that pastors give counsel and we try to help them from the Bible. And we can almost tell in their eyes that they've kind of checked out and they've already just decided to reject it. And you're almost begging them, please don't. You don't understand where you're going. You don't understand where this is headed. You don't understand the consequences. And they walk out, and sure enough, heartbreak, ruin, 
Why? Because they disregarded wisdom. They disregarded counsel. They disregarded instruction. Now, sometimes we could almost forgive, and we shouldn't, but we almost forgive when a child does that, disregards instruction. But how worse is it when an adult does that? When you're just trying to help them out and you're saying, please don't, please don't. This is what you need to do. This, this is because we want to help you. It's always heartbreaking. We could give illustration after illustration after illustration, but I don't think we need to. I think we all have seen it and understand. The silly fool, the mouth of the silly fool gets him in trouble. The mouth of the city silly fool gets him in trouble. In fact, it's his distinguishing characteristic. The mouth of the silly fool. Now, it's not always because they're talking back, but it's because they know it all. <laughs> they know it all. They can tell you what's right. They can tell you what you're supposed to do. They can tell you how you should have done it. And it doesn't matter what subject. They are experts in all subjects. They know how to cook better than you. They know how to turn on the oven better than you. They know how to drive better than you. They know how to do homework better than you. Run your calculator. Run your computer. It doesn't matter what it is. They're experts. I understand some of them may have some gaps where they'll freely say, I don't. But you know what happens? They run their mouth like they know everything. And the more they talk, the more you know they know nothing. You can just see them keep talking and keep talking. And you can see that there's no substance behind it. They keep talking. Notice what the Bible says about this. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 3. Proverbs 20 and 3, it says, It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. That means it's a good thing for a man to stop fighting. <laughs> but every fool will be meddling. What does this mean? They get in everyone else's business and are trying to tell them what they're supposed to do. Their mouth gets them in trouble because they know it all. They know it all. And what happens because of their pride, they get in fights, arguments, strife, and it's a fool who's in this, who's consistently doing this. Notice another Bible verse, if you wouldn't mind. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 14. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Here's that mouth. It's his characteristic of this type of fool. Because of their pride, they know it. Now, again, these aren't bad people. They're not necessarily evil. They're just full of pride. And they've never had consequences where they, they've ever been taught that I should listen to instruction. I should listen to my parents. I should listen to my parents, uh, pastor. I should listen to my teacher. They've never been taught that there's consequences and that these authority are trying to help them. But because there was no consequences, they think they know what they're doing. They think they're right. And now their mouth runs. And the more that it runs, you can tell where this fool is headed, this fool is headed for destruction because you can hear them talking foolishly. They talk like they know what they're doing, but 
You can see exactly where they're headed by the way they talk. They're not asking for knowledge. They're not saying, hey, can you help teach me how to do this? Hey, can you teach me so I could be better? Hey, pastor, can you teach me how to tie my tie and and match my clothes? Pastor, can you, uh, mom, can you teach me how to comb my hair right? (laughs) Can you teach me, you know, we, we understand that there's things you should always find someone to learn from. There's someone who knows more than you. Glean knowledge from them. You know, if children can be taught at a young age that people know more, and if they learn to ask questions and seek knowledge, they're better off than someone who tries to go about it on their own and never asking for help. They're looking for danger. The silly fool if he would just shut his mouth, he would improve his situation and people's opinion of him. If he would just stop talking, people would say, you know, (laughs) they wouldn't consider him foolish, but the more he talks, the more people say, hey, he's a fool. There's no helping him. I'm just going to back away. Uh, Just let him keep talking. Nod your head and smile. Have you ever been to someone where the more they talk, you just nod your head and smile and You just don't even bother give them advice because they're not going to listen. Just nod your head and smile. The Bible says something about this. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 14. Even a fool when he holdeth his peace is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. You know we can learn so much if we just shut our mouth. Now I'm going to give you a little pastor's trick. Something I learned a long time ago that as a pastor, I don't have to talk all the time. You may not believe it from me being on the platform all the time, but you know, people don't know what to do with silence. Sometimes if we're in a car ride or in the office, I'll just shut up. And you know what people will do? They'll talk to fill the silence. And sometimes they don't know what else to say, so they'll just keep talking and talking. And I learn a whole lot about people that way. Good and bad. But you know, if you be quiet, you could learn. There's been more than one preacher boy that I've told this to. As long as you're talking, you are not listening. You know, even in your mind, if you're preparing for an answer, you're not listening what someone said. You're you're in your mind preparing what you're going to tell that person. You know, if you just be quiet... You could learn a whole lot rather than trying to figure out what you're going to say next or how you're going to rebuke them or how you're going to prove you're right. If you would just be quiet, you could learn a whole lot. And this isn't pastor saying it. This is Bible. Just to be quiet and allow yourself to learn. People have a lot of wisdom. Sometimes even the the worst of us can be Examples of what not to do. You know, we can learn from people's stories of what not to do. Just to be quiet and to listen. You can learn so much. But this type of fool doesn't know how to be quiet. He keeps talking and talking and talking and talking because he knows it all. So let's sum this up. What are the characteristics of of this type of silly fool? Well, this silly fool seeks a good time. Remember, as a simple fool, he went ahead and did things and he didn't get in trouble for it. And he said, you know, that was kind of fun. I'm going to do it again. And so he's looking just to have a good time. He's looking for his own pleasure and he wants to have a good time. 
He has fun breaking the rules. Now, there's an opposite of that here in just a second. But he has fun breaking the rules because he wants to show them he's right. Well, I know I was told not to sneak out my window, but nothing happened to me last time, so I'm going to do it again. I know mom told me not to do this, but nothing happened to me last time. I'm going to do it again. You see, they're breaking their parents' rules because they think they know better. And they enjoy showing, I didn't, have, I didn't get in trouble. Well, lightning didn't strike on me. I'm fine. But that's foolishness. He's committed to wrong friends. That's another characteristic about this fool. And the reason is, is because he wants people who agree with him. Rather than someone said, hey, you know what? You should listen to your mama. You know what will happen if you have a friend that tells you to keep listening to your mama? They'll no longer be that fool's friends. They'll stay away from them. They want friends who's going to endorse their pride, feed their ego. Say, you're right. Oh, man. They'll get around you and say, you know, your mom, I agree with you. That was a stupid rule. You go ahead and break your mom's rule. I don't care. You go ahead. They want, to, they want people around them who's going to encourage them to continue to break the rules. Now, one good thing about the characteristic here is they still have guilt for wrongdoing. This is an important note because from the fools thereon, they don't have guilt. This is one of the last stages. The silly or the simple fool, the first type of fool, he does feel bad when he gets in trouble. He, he didn't plan on getting in trouble, but he didn't think about it and he did it. And now he's in trouble and he feels bad. He didn't mean for that to happen. This type of fool breaks the rules, but he still feels bad. He still has guilt for doing it. You know, there's still something inside of him said, you know, you should have done that. And so they wrestle with it and their pride tries to drown it out, but they still feel guilt for doing wrong. Now, how do we treat this fool? How do we treat them? First of all, we need to train them to be a giver and not a taker. You see, right now they're thinking it's all about them. If Teach them to give to others. This is why you teach children to tithe and to give at an early age. To make it so that way they're giving. Hey, look out for others. Instead of trying to get something from someone, try to be a blessing to someone else. Teach them to be a giver instead of a taker. Another thing, inform parents of misdeeds. I understand that no one wants to be a tattletale. And let's say that a Sunday school class, all right? A Sunday school class going on and the kids misbehave. And they said, well, I really don't want to fight with mom and dad. I don't want to have to tell them they did bad. You're doing wrong. You need to tell them when they did wrong. Sometimes the parents, they want to be good, but if they don't have the information, they cannot correct behavior. You have to have that open communication. You have to tell them, especially at this stage, this is a vital stage. Before they go further, we need to hold them back. And so we have to tell parents. Now, parents, you have the responsibility to respond to that information and react to it and, and take care of it and not just let it go. You're hurting them if you let it go. But we have to inform parents. And, and I know that parents, sometimes they don't want to hear all the bad things. But you have to. You have to deal with it. But especially at this thing, if you are not in direct authority, make sure you go to the parents. Say, hey, so-and-so was doing this. 
hey, I caught them doing this. Hey, they were saying this. And I understand we feel bad of trying to tell them, but if we're going to try to be a help, it's what we have to do. We have to inform parents because sometimes parents don't know what's going on and they have to be informed. Another thing, we need to separate them from wrong friends. Parents, your job is to guard your friends or your kids' friends. You know, your friend, or your kids' friends, you as a parent should know who their parents are, who your friends, their friends' parents are, what do they do as a living, and where do they go to church. That should be something that you should be able to tell. Yes, that's their friend over there, that little Susie. This is what her dad does. This is what her kids do. Or uh, this is what the mama does. This is where they go to church. You should know who your kids' friends are and what their parents do. Parents, that's your, at your responsibility. You must guard your, your kids' friends because those friends can get them in trouble. You say, well, then in the school that I'm at, my kids won't have friends. I know that's hard, but I'd rather them not have friends than get them in friends who are going to get them in trouble. I, that, that's a hard choice. But you need to teach them how to have good friends and what they should be looking for. And the process, the process, like will always go to like. They're going to be having kids camp coming up soon. And you know what amazing thing will happen within the first 30 minutes to an hour? Every group will find its group. Every person will find its group. The nerds will find the nerds. The jocks will find the jocks. The troublemakers will find the troublemakers. The fools will find the fools. You know, as a pastor, let me tell you another trick. I can tell where people are at spiritually by the friends they have in the church. Now, we have a small church, and I'm thankful for it, but as we get bigger, we will have foolish people here. We'll have wolves. We'll have other stuff. I can tell where someone's spiritually at by who they hang around with in the church because like attracts like. Everyone finds their group that they're comfortable with. And so we have to teach kids the group that they should hang out with, who to be with. And we have to teach them this. Then we also have to teach them how to gain a clear conscience. Remember, they have guilt for wrongdoing. We need to teach them how to go to the Lord and receive forgiveness of sins. We have to teach them how to confess their sins. We have to teach them to admit that they're wrong. If they don't admit that they're wrong, and by the way, this is where that pride comes in. These are people who have pride. Pride says, I didn't do anything wrong, even though they feel guilty. Until they admit they did wrong, they're not going to get rid of any guilt they have. By the way, it's a different sermon. There's a difference between conviction and guilt. Guilt is what we lay upon ourselves because of a bad conscience. And they can carry that on. Even if they know that God's forgiven them, they can still carry guilt around. And we need to teach them how to get away from guilt and how to be delivered from guilt. So this is the silly fool. So let's do an application, if you wouldn't mind. Now remember, you can act foolish without being a fool. We've been talking about the person, the fool, and we talked about their characteristics But do you know that there are sometimes we can be foolish and that we could could behave sometimes from time to time, not as a, 
constant. But from time to time, we can be foolish like this fool. And the bad besetting thing is pride. So here's some questions as an application. First of all, are you a teachable person? If you are not teachable, you have lots of pride. Everyone should be teachable. As a pastor, I should be always learning. I should be always growing. But you need to be teachable. You need to be growing. You say, well, I think I'm teachable. Well, let's ask the second question. How do you handle rebuke? That tells you whether you're teachable or not. If someone says, hey, there's a better way of doing that, how do you respond? Do you respond in pride or anger? Do you respond, I know what I'm doing. Well, that's foolish. How do you handle rebuke when someone says you're wrong? You shouldn't have done that way. How do you respond? Well, you can respond foolishly in pride, and that hurts us. The application that every single one of us can make, wisdom here, is to be teachable. To be teachable. It doesn't matter what the source, be teachable. But for the person themselves, they can't help it. They are foolish. They have that pride. And the only help they have is not of themselves, but of authority giving them correction, giving them consequences, showing them that there's consequences to their action, that they are not always right. And sometimes the way they think can lead to destruction. They have to see the consequences. Because if we do not... The fools become worse from here. The first fool, the silly fool, he just didn't have discernment. He didn't mean to get in trouble. He just didn't think about it. This second type of fool just believes he's right and he doesn't, he, he's not seeing the consequences. He just says, well, I didn't get in trouble before. I got away with it before. Nothing happened before. I'm right. You're wrong. Just leave me alone. Pride has been added to the mix. One last proverb, if you wouldn't mind. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9. It says, give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. This is what we want to be said of us, that we are wise when instruction comes, that we are teachable, and that we will become wiser. When someone gives us wisdom, Wisdom will become wiser. If we're a just man or someone who wants to do right, we're going to increase in learning. We're going to keep adding to it. Always be teachable. Allow people to teach you. Allow people, especially authority, to help you. Again, parents have lived longer than their kids. They may know just a little bit more. So how do we respond to this? First of all, do your self-check. Are you teachable? Are you rebukable? Can someone help you if they need to? Then second of all, we need to know there are foolish people who are in the second stage all around us. We need to know their characteristics and how to deal with them. They need to have consequences. You say, well, I don't want to tell on them. Sometimes this type of fool is no longer a child. They're an adult. You know what? They still need authority. If they're doing wrong, call the authority that needs to be dealt with. If there's a fool who is stealing from the company, report him. If there's drug dealers, report them. 
if they're breaking the rules, and I'm not trying to be a tattletale. We're trying to help them. That's the whole purpose of it. They need to show there's consequences. We're not doing it to get at them and show them. We should do it always with a heart to be a help and to show that there's things. But we need to be alert for those around us. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 Five three zero six three zero eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.